0: Morning. I just want you to know that uh, we're looking forward to see you, uh, and our Christmas dinner is on the 2nd of December, and uh, we'll invite you to come and to be a part of that. <clears throat> Amen. We're going to celebrate Christmas and have our board meeting on the next day, so we're calling the the, the people of God who are part of the board and. Um, uh, asking you to uh, be a part of that dinner. It will be on the Georgia Club on 316 in Athens, Georgia at 7 p.m. on the 2nd of December. Amen. On the 11th of December, I'm, I'm heading to Brazil to participate on the Christmas dinner there with all the children, all the families. We expect a couple hundred people to be a part of that dinner and children where we are raising offerings to give them clothing. Clothing to the children. And that's what Kathy Fallon is praying about. Well, we're on Daniel. And of course, you know, you probably think that Daniel is having these visions. And he is by himself. Now, if you go to Isaiah 45. Isaiah, 200 years before Daniel's vision, uh, receives from God... Uh, a confirmation that uh, Darius the king of of uh, of the meat and in Persians would release the people of God from captivity and so Daniel is seeing a vision and the visions are so so beautiful and so expressive and he uh, is is taken by it he' he's just overwhelmed by it to a point of just uh getting sick, going to bed and sleeping two or three days because he couldn't God sends Gabriel to to Daniel to tell him about what he was seeing. So let's take a quick look at uh, uh chapter nine, because chapter nine is important in a sense that it it gives the the days and the amount of years that the Messiah would come upon the earth. The second coming of the Lord Jesus. And so, it's really important to uh, uh, to read this carefully because the vision to Daniel is different than the vision to Jeremiah. Jeremiah had a vision of 77 uh, weeks. It had to do with how long the people stay in captivity and how long about them to return to Jerusalem. And of course, as you go to Jerusalem and Judah, Ezra is there to rebuild the community and rebuild the people of God in the temple. And Darius, the king of the Median Persians, helps the people of God build the temple. Nehemiah rebuilds the, uh, the walls around Jerusalem. So, let's take a look. It's chapter 9. Daniel's vision of the 70 weeks of years. His confession and prayer for himself in Israel. It's a long prayer. It's an unbelievable prayer and I want to read it to you today. So in the first year of Darius, the son of uh, 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 Ahasuerus of the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans. And so there's, there's the identifying Darius being a part of it. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel understood by the books the number of years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. This is talking about that the captivity will last 70 years. Now Jeremiah is also a part like Isaiah. I just mentioned him. So Jeremiah prophesizes that the people of God would be captive for 70 years. So you see, Daniel's not alone. Jeremiah is prophesying years before. Isaiah is prophesying years before. And so God is confirmed. What does this mean? It simply means that when God, when, when there is a real prophet, and God speaks to this prophet, uh, uh, there is a confirmation. Uh, he speaks that which has been said. He says what has been said. He does what's been done. And so I want you to see that. Now, does that have any meaning to you and I? Well, see, God has called you to be a minister, to be a pastor, to be a, someone in charge of a church or a ministry overseas. What makes your call valid, it is not somebody else telling uh, 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 you what's going to happen to you. It is God confirming what had already been said years before. You see, it, it, in our lifetime, when God confirms, there's a space between what's been said and the confirmation of has going to be done. So there's a difference, there's a, a space in between. For instance, 50 years ago, my father prophesied over my life. Today, I'm seeing the things he prophesied about happening right before my eyes. You know, one of them is when I came to Atlanta, to, to Athens, Georgia, inside of a uh, uh, <coughs> station wagon that had plastic wood on the sides. It's a big old Ford station wagon. It carried the whole family. Now, as I, when I arrived in Athens, I went to uh, 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 admissions office right there on uh, 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 University of Georgia. And I told them that I needed to go to school. is anywhere I can get a job or so on and so forth. I didn't have a place to stay. I didn't have uh, friends in Athens. I didn't have money to pay for nothing except some hotel money. In a matter of days, I was right at married housing, 212 Rogers Road, with my family. And I was unloading that uh, station wagon with a full scholarship to do speech communication at the University of Georgia. How did God put that together? Well because it's been called forth it's been said specifically a grey haired lady sitting way on the back of the admissions office heard me talking and she came to me like she's been waiting there for 30 years and she said to me I'll take care of it and she went up back and paid for the whole she paid for two master's degrees which I'll never forget I don't know her name I don't know where she came from but God was in her life and she had to do what God had called into being. That, that's prophecy. So I want you to know this, that this is very important. So let's take a look just very slowly of what these verses of Scripture say. And I set my face unto the Lord to seek by prayer and supplication with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. Boy, <laughs> you know, sackcloth and ashes is very uncomfortable. Thank God I don't have to do that. I just don't eat. And and I prayed unto the Lord, my God. And I made my confession. Verse 4, Daniel 9. And said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant and mercy to them who love Him and to them who keep His commandment. Let's take a look at this. The first year of His reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of years. Now, what are the books here referring to? He's referring to the Old Testament. And uh, with the exception of Ezra, Nehemiah, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi, the book of Jeremiah uh, encompasses all of the Old Testament. The book of Jeremiah. And of course, had been completed. So the book of Jeremiah had been completed, and Daniel is checking the Word. Now Daniel is not having a vision here. Daniel is not in no way. He's talking, he's praying, studying the Scriptures. And when he read the Scriptures, he understood that uh, what uh, the books were, actually weren't books, they were scrolls. They didn't have books in those days. Scrolls. And he said the number of years, the number of years that Israel would be in captivity. So what he's saying on chapter 9 has nothing to do with the vision. It has to do with him studying Jeremiah. <coughs> now, have you read the book of Jeremiah? Have you one day took your Bible up there in the back of the house close to another fireplace and read the book of Jeremiah? When you read the book of Jeremiah, you're going to be overwhelmed by what God is doing in Nehemiah, God did through Isaiah, and God will do through Daniel. You see, the Lord is orchestrating all of this together, just like He orchestrates everything about your life. You know, we Christians go to church on Sunday, give our check to tie the money, and uh, and we sort of uh, keep on living, 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 as if we're not connected to the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac. And we have no vision, no idea, no nothing. We just keep on paying bills and waiting to die. Well, I tell you, that's an ignorant way to live. You know? You are connected to a prophetic voice of God because He saved you. If He saved you, He will give you purpose. You know, uh, there's a young lady in our office that is helping us. She's related to Myron Crow and Jessica Crow, uh, their granddaughter. Her name is Chloe. Chloe may not know this, but the man that she's going to marry, it's already walking the face of the earth. And God has him in, <laughs> in His sight. He's orchestrating her life. That's something. In other words, my life is being orchestrated by the Lord. Is what When you take hold of your life and you want to dictate what your life is going to be, is when God just simply just Causes you to be in captivity. You know some of you have been in captivity quite a while. And you are going to be a long time in captivity. Because you want to control your life. Dictate your life. And do whatever you want to do. But those who trust the Lord. Those who obey the Lord. Those who live by the Lord. Those who serve Him. and, 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 And continuously asking forgiveness for their sins. And repenting continuously before the Lord. Your life is already dictated by the Lord, and He will rule and reign, and open doors and close doors, and do this and do that, and do this and do that. That's 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 real stuff. And so, He's talking about uh, Jeremiah twenty-nine, the number of years that uh, Israel would be in captivity which would be seventy. And then He says. Uh, whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet. So as God spoke to Jeremiah to confirm Darius, to confirm Daniel as he read the Scriptures, you should be encouraged to read Scriptures that tells how God manages and does things throughout uh, 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 the Bible. That is why we're studying the book of Daniel. It's not just uh, to talk about uh, uh, 70 weeks and minus 4, minus 36, multiplied by 7. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here to tell you that God, now you say, Rick, but why does He talk about so sophisticated ways? Well, don't question how God does things. He showed Daniel a ram and showed Daniel a goat. The goat is the bad guy. The rem is the good guy, and that's about it. See, you, you, you've done it, right? You understood. So, in other words, the prophetic way in which God does things in the Bible encourage us to know that He has control of our personal lives. And He has a plan for your life, is how long you're going to live, how long you're going to do this and that. You know, I have a long, God has a plan for me that is long. Don't expect me to hit 80 years old and go wimpy. I'm going to go to 90 and kicking dust all the way to the end to 95. You're going to see me traveling to Cuba, to Brazil, and to Peru and accomplish what God has called me to do. And, uh, and uh, there's no wimpy here. I, I'm not seeking to sort of uh, go sick. I'm hallelujah to the limb of God. I'm running every morning, every afternoon, and I'm jogging now say, Rick, but uh, why are you so up temple? It's because I am under the prophetic voice of God. I'm under His, His command. I'm following Him. I'm doing what He tells me to do. I bet you're scared of me now, aren't you? <laughs> you probably say, oh, Rick, you're just full of it. Well, yes, I am. Full of the Lord's calling to my life to fulfill what He called me to do. And I invite you to join us. Because there's a call, something to do for the Lord in this world. So good. Okay. And then another phrase that comes in on the verse uh, I am, in the first year of reign of his reign, I Daniel understood by the books the number of the years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet, he would accomplish seventy years in the desolation of Israel. The following reveals that the seventy years were now finished. The desolation of Israel is over. Now this is Jeremiah. Let me remind you again. (coughs) Daniel is having a Bible study. And he is saying that the people of God would leave Babylon and return to Judah. And return to Jerusalem. God calls Ezra to be in charge of the religious Aspect of the people of God. And he began to bring Oh my goodness, if you read the book of Ezra, it's a, a an unbelievable thing. Uh, I don't know if I can find Ezra right here. Amen. But yesterday I shared with you about the book of Ezra. And uh the book of Ezra uh says this, I want to show it to you. It says he counts the, the, the people of God who are returning on the first undeportation, or undue deportation, returning to Judah. There were 50,000 or so. Then he counts the priests, and all what the priests had, the horses, the camels, the donkeys, the maids, and uh, the 7,337 uh, 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 maids that served the Lord, or, I mean just uh, all kinds of people and then third he restores worship rebuilds the temple and bring all of the utensils from the Babylonians and restore the temple with the holy things of God so that's Ezra so so here is here is Daniel in chapter 9 and uh, he is just uh, saying so much let me read to you and so, he said, I prayed unto the Lord my God and made my confession and said, O oh Lord, great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant and mercy to them who love Him and to them who keep His commandment. He is, uh, he is praying away. And uh, in verse 5, we have sinned and have committed iniquity, have done weakly and have, have rebelled Even by departing from your perception, from your judgments, neither have we hearkened unto your servants, the prophets, which spoke in your name to our kings and princes, our fathers and all the people of the land. Judah had suffered 70 years of captivity. You know what 70 years is? It's a lifetime. I mean, I'm talking about slave work, 70 years. They couldn't understand it. They spent 400 years in Egypt. 70 years in Babylon. That's 470 years of just stubbornness. O oh Lord, righteous belongs unto you, but unto us confusion of faces. As, as, as at this day the men of Judah in the inhabitants of Jerusalem Unto all Israel, who are near and who who are afar off, because you see, when when Nebuchadnezzar came in with his army, the Babylonian army, Israel just split it all over the earth. They run away. You have driven them because of their trespass and they have trespassed against you. Oh Lord, to us belong confusion of face to our kings, our princes, our fathers, because. We have sinned against you. Now, that's, that's, that's what you pray when you have decided to return to God. When you decided to return to God, you confess your sins and move on. Now, why some people uh, don't think that confession is enough? That's, that's legalism. In other words, uh, in Brazil, in order for you to be forgiven, Under the Catholic system in Brazil, you have to walk uh, uh, on your knees on steps going to the sanctuary and bleed bleed until you bleed, you won't be forgiven, and pay a lot of money. In other words, in Brazil, penance still is required. What God is saying here to us uh, in in, uh, Daniel chapter 9 is that you need to ask forgiveness and accept forgiveness and submit to God and ask Him to forgive you. Amen? O Lord, to us belong confusion of faith. To the Lord of our God belongs mercies and forgiveness, though we have rebelled against Him. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in His law which He set before us. And so this prayer, it's a a powerful prayer that speaks about these things. Now let's take a look at uh, the 70 years. And, of course, I told you that the 70 years have nothing to do with, uh, with uh, the years that Jesus would come looking ahead. What the 70 years here means is that the 70 years of captivity is completed. And so now we begin the process of understanding what is Daniel's vision has to do with Jesus what Daniel's vision of the 70 weeks have to do with Jesus. The information on verse 2 did not come to Daniel through visions, but through the scriptures, which God had already given to Jeremiah. So let's clear that up. Because Jeremiah uh, 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 29 is understood this way. You have to put Jeremiah's vision talking about the deportation. Daniel read the revelations of Jeremiah in by thoroughly studying this prophecy, he understood the number of years in the exile. And we're clear with that. You and I understand that Daniel had was talking, reading the Bible, Jeremiah, he saw the 70 years and it's time to go home. The information of 70 years of captivity, followed by a restoration, is recorded in Jeremiah chapter 29, in chapter uh, 1 through 12, in Second Chronicles chapter 36. Uh, verse 21. And so, and so Jeremiah is deeply involved in prophesying the work of Ezra. It's very interesting. See, Jeremiah is, because the prophets were so many in the camp of, of, of the deportations, that uh, they were totally out of it. And God had to use one prophet to tell the truth. And Jeremiah receives that blessing. So I, Daniel, understood by letter the number of years where the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. The following is Jeremiah's letter, which he wrote to the exiles in Babylon, which probably formed the catalyst for Daniel's understanding. Now, now these are the words of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent to Jerusalem and to the residue of all the elders. When you study uh, 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 Jeremiah chapter 29. Let's take a look at that for a moment. Jeremiah wrote a letter. And the letter was found, if you look at Isaiah 29 verse 3, By the hand of Elas, e- e- Elasa, the son of Shaphan, and Moriah, the son of Hilkiah, whom Zedekiah, the king of Judah, sent unto Babylon, to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, saying, Thus says the Lord. So these two men that I mentioned here, Elasa and uh, Sennachapon and and Jemariah, they found the scrolls of Jeremiah. They found the letter that Jeremiah prophesied. And they began to send that. They found the Pentateuch. The Pentateuch is the first five books of the Bible. They found it. And they found the book of Jeremiah. Thus says the Lord a host the God of Israel unto all who carried away captives whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem unto Babylon. Build your houses and dwell in them and plant gardens and eat the fruit of them. In other words, uh, these unhappy captives had to be in their place of captivity, struggling and suffering. Take your wives and beget your sons and daughters and take wives from your sons and give your daughters to husbands that they may bear sons and daughters that you may be increased there and not diminished and seek the peace of the city whither I have caused you to be carried away captive and pray unto the Lord for it (coughs) for in the peace thereof shall you have peace now this thing about the peace of the city that Jeremiah is saying to Babylon in the blessings of God God's people even though under chastisement could be to their whole city, the country, proclaims that God's power and God's covering and God's blessing unto the people that were being captive remain. When you when you are obeying the Lord, when you are under chastisement, when God is correcting you, when God is clearing you, when God is teaching you, when God is, is, is discipling and correcting you and chastising you, He doesn't take the blessings from you he allows you to have. You don't want to serve the Lord under His chastisement. God knows that you are being corrected and He extends His hand. For thus says the Lord, of host the God of Israel, Let not your prophets and your diviners who be in the midst of you deceive you. So in the midst of the times 70 years, there are many false prophets that were there. And so, The letter of Jeremiah then becomes very important. Not only to Daniel, because see Daniel is a young man by now, he's age 50 or so, that needed to be instructed on how to understand the will of God. And so the will of God is understood when you know the word of God. How can you grow spiritually? How can you become a blessing to the nations if you don't read the Bible? I mean, it's, it's amazing people that uh, have relationship with God but never read the Bible. What I'm saying to you is that I'm trying to show you that Jeremiah here on chapter 29 is saying there will be a lot of false prophets in there. Don't listen to them. Neither hearken to your dreams which you cause to be dreamed. In other words, the Bible promises will show a spirituality and fidelity that can comfort you and strengthen you. It comes as you read the Bible, as you read. And so, what is Daniel doing? He's reading the Bible. We have a Bible study in Atlanta for the last uh, 20 years. Those of you who go to that Bible study. It's called the Hotel Church in Atlanta, Georgia. The reason why you are being blessed and you keep on coming back for 20 years is because the Word of God is so powerful, it's it's mighty and strengthens you. Amen? They prophesy falsely unto you in my name. Now, are there false prophets today in the life of the church? Oh, there is. Lots of them, especially right now. You're talking about a Methodist bishop who is is a false prophet. Don't believe that woman. You're going to be hurt for the rest of your life. And I say it, if you obey the Lord, He'll bless you. You listen to that woman, you're not going to be blessed. For they prophesy falsely unto you in my name. I have not sent them, says the Lord. I have not sent them, says the Lord. How did the people know what to believe? Especially in view of the fact that Ezekiel in Babylon stood alone, as Jeremiah in Jerusalem stood alone. They were to do as Jesus said later, check the fruit. Go to Matthew chapter 7, verse verse 15. Let me read Matthew chapter 7 in just a, a little bit and we go home, okay? Hang out with me now, don't leave me now. So wait a minute now, don't turn the, your computer off. 7.15 There it is. That is 715. It's coming pretty soon. Here we go. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing. But inward they are ravenous wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. What keeps me continuing to minister? Number one, my sins are before the Lord daily, and I repent and asking him to forgive me. Number two. I study the scriptures and teach the word of God. And God has decided to bless me and to extend his mercy to me all the days of my life. And so I have fruits. How many fruits do you have, Brother Rick? Lots of fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs or of tisels? Even so, every good tree bears good, forth good fruit. But the corrupt tree brings forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring good forth good fruits. Every tree that brings not forth good fruits is hewing down and cast into the fire. Wherefore by the fruits you shall know them. So check our ministry. Check who we are. Look what's happening in Brazil. Look what's happening all over the place where the Lord is blessing us and where we're doing. we have got about to go into... Meet a group of a hundred and so pastors in Peru and spend six days with them, blessing them with the Word of God and anointing them and praying for them and having deliverance with them and empowering them to receive the empowerment, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There will be many fruits. I'll see you tomorrow. God bless you.